Welcome back to another episode of the Panhandle Portland Podcast. My name is Chase Mendoza. I'm Stetson Mendoza. And I'm Aurelio Serta. <laughs> good, good. I like that. <laughs> but so, I guess kind of right off the bat, I'm just going to give it to Stetson because breaking news. Dun 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 dun. This just in, Stetson got something. <laughs> Hell yes. And a crazy thing at that, it isn't just... He shot a deer. We don't even know if it is a deer. Could be an elk. Could be a deer. But we're just going to hand it over to Sess. It says to talk about it. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no pressure. Let's let's back it up a little bit. Um, so we've talked about on previous podcasts that uh, we haven't seen deer. We haven't been seeing any deer, especially around where, where I'm hunting. We haven't seen. There's been a bunch of muley does. There's been a few white-tailed does, but there has not been any bucks. Mm -hmm. The bucks have been just distant, separate, and not knowing why. I thought it was because of the vegetation. They still had places to eat, places to drink, because we had a ton of moisture. So I'm automatically thinking that's the case. And then, uh, let's say, what is today, October 20th? It was Monday night. And so... Oh, this was this oh okay so it was tuesday so it's october 18th mm-hmm. all right no it was yesterday it's yesterday it was the day before yesterday it wasn't yesterday you posted the picture the day before yesterday and then you showed us the the elk or whatever it was um the night before because you saw it on the picture and then the next day you got it okay, it showed it to us monday night you got it tuesday okay so yeah, so <laughs> Tuesday, um, so this is the second week of archery, but I've been trying to scout for since August, and we've been baiting them as far as filling up our feeders and everything. Haven't been any, seen anything with muley does, haven't been seeing any muley bucks, not knowing why. And... Um, We've seen some big tracks, and we thought that they were calves. Uh, this was, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, so maybe on Saturday, we were out. We were, we were hunting. We made a round. We were walking around, and I saw uh, tr- tracks that looked like a calf. And I texted the landowner, and I said, hey, you might have some cattle out. And he was like, okay, thanks, heads up, all that. Didn't think anything of it. And so we just go on about our merry way. Two days later, my phone goes off. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. And I look, which is we were going to post these pictures, but we didn't just because of the fact that we already figured out what it was. Um, But we... I look at my phone and all I see is two antlers just it was like it was like a spike going up maybe a foot and a half almost two foot on each side and I was like what is that and so you're talking about the Texas Panhandle uh, Randall County and 
I was like, man, what? I can't figure that out. And my wife was, which is a radio, later on when he saw it, he thought the same thing. But my wife was like, that looks kind of goatish. Like, it just looks, I don't, I don't know what. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I said, that may be a deer, but that's a tall-ass spike. And then all of a sudden, we get another picture, which is we have micro, uh, we have spy point cameras, micro link. Maybe they'd give us a shot on one day, but <laughs> those cameras were great, and they go yeah. straight to your cell phone. And so the next picture came in, and it's a side profile eating at the feeder. And so this animal is like from the ground halfway up the feeder it's damn near past like four foot tall it's about four foot i was gonna say it had to bend down to eat from the feeder. so yeah so it's sitting there arched and i was like okay so that's not a deer and then i can see part of the like two-tone like where it goes from the thick fur to the light fur but it's 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 a it's a night picture so it's all gray so you can't tell if it's dark or light you can just kind of tell like the color fixation and I was like, that's an elk. And then everything just started flooding in. It's three o'clock in the morning. So I was up. I never went to sleep after that. <laughs> and my wife was like, okay. She was like, so she's like, what is that? And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's an elk. And then the, my phone goes off again. And we look and boom, like his ass is facing us. He's turned to the side, looking at the feeder. And I was like, that's an elk. Like that is 100% an elk. And so we started freaking out. And um, so that morning we hauled ass over there to look and we didn't see anything. And I, we loaded up the rifles. It was like, so it was 3 o'clock that morning. We saw that. We didn't sleep. My my wife, I think, fell asleep. She said she did. She didn't. She was probably awake. Just w- laying there awake trying to figure it out. So we're just laying there. I was like, what the heck? What the heck? What the heck? What the heck? And then I thought about texting y'all guys. But then I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't know anything. I want to see it in person. And so we drove over there early that morning didn't see anything at all and we saw some mealy does i take that back so we saw some mealy does and we were just like okay so we started following we saw some tracks all that we're like oh okay and so i went to work after i went to work that evening we were headed back and we're looking around and then that's when i texted y'all and I was like, look. And I was like, sending y'all everything. And I was like, I can't contain it. Like, because I was like, I can't say anything because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this is. I don't know this whole story on it. Because if every anybody knows in the Texas panhandle, in Texas, actually in the state of Texas, the whole state of Texas, elk are exotic. And so you can shoot them year-round. But the thing is about elk is it's such... A delicacy like the meat but not only that that they are exotic creatures that a lot of people start getting weird about it like even farmers when somebody's not a hunter and then all of a sudden they find out that they have elk they become a hunter yeah. and so I was like I can't 
like nothing I can't tell a soul until we figure out if this is real because I was like is this like my buck last year where I never saw him in daylight it yeah. was like a ghost buck mm-hmm. and so I was like I don't know so I was texting y'all telling y'all about it trying to figure it out and then it was like nine o'clock that night and then my phone goes off and I sat there and I looked and I grabbed it which is I don't I haven't showed y'all that photo and in the distance like back there in the grass it's like it's like a goat so it's like almost like the devil so what's scary (laughs) is this is the same feeder that the lechusa was at exactly that the owl was sitting at so I sent this picture to a radio and chase and then a radio is like that's a haunted feeder the yeah. first first the owl shows up and then all of a sudden a goat shows up like no that's a bad omen like i'm not hunting with you so so real quick with mexican folklore the shoes are witches okay let's just yeah. let's just say no, that the shoes is an owl which yeah. is an, an owl that's witch yeah yeah it's, 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 a, it's a witch but anyway yeah. yeah but basically owls it, it in in hispanic culture it's considered a bad omen yes yeah. so and yes. we had seen that out twice because you had yes. twice. Shown, shown us the second photo and you said, look who's back. Yeah. And we saw that again. And then when I saw the fucking picture of the elk, I, was, I told you, I was like, dude, is that, a, is that a fucking goat, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. hell no, dude. I'm not hunting out there anymore, dude. Right. I don't do that witchcraft shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Two owls. Meanwhile, two I was on my way with my Ouija board. I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, dude. No, but you know what's even scarier? If you look at the time, I think it's like, Three o'clock or three o one. Okay, so, so dead it's time. a witching yeah. hour. Yeah, so <laughs> if, you, if you get in more into dead time, three or into also time. let's get the days right because so Monday night at three in the morning you got that first picture. Yes. Okay, and then the next day you went out to look for it, you didn't see nothing. Then that night you got a second photo. Yes. At nine p.m. So then yesterday I just looked it up on Panhandle Portland. Says one day ago. So this was yesterday. So it was yesterday, Wednesday. When you, when you, no, that was Tuesday. Today's yeah. Wednesday. So he sent us the picture Sunday. So it was okay. Monday night. Yeah. So, so Sunday. So we were wrong Sunday from the beginning. Three, so yes. Yeah. So technically it's Monday. So it was early, Tuesday. Early Monday morning because it's yeah. 3 a.m. So mm-hmm. then Monday that evening and then Tuesday is when you, you yes. visit here. Okay. So, so Monday night, 9 o'clock, pops up. I think it was 9 o'clock or something like that. And uh, we were discussing our business that we're doing. We're having like a family meeting trying to figure out what the week's going to bring out and who's supposed to show up. And so we're sitting there talking everything. And then all of a sudden um, we're sitting there listening to my father-in-law and I looked down at the phone and I was like, and I clicked on it and I looked up and then I looked over at my wife and I was like, like, look at your phone. And so she looks at her phone and she was like, Oh, uh, I was like, do you see what I see? And so I like zoomed in and I was like, look, and I was like, we need to get over there. Okay, so people don't know. We've looked this up. Someone can come after me. Someone can try to figure it out. I don't care. But in when it comes to exotic animals, they fall into the category of exotic slash predators. So, um with exotic animals as long as it's private land they're considered if it's like elk Mm. or all dad 
they're considered livestock. Red deer, uh, what are those weird deer or weird animals that they have down south now that they harvest? Uh, I they, can't remember what they they're got called. Anyways, or like all those different types of exotic animals. The, to a, a landowner, they're considered livestock. So as long as it's the landowner's permission, you can take them out. And that we read, I, I wish I had the information. I, I, I wish I, my wife could take me the information. We found out you can also spotlight because in that category considers mountain lions, coyotes. Oh, uh, uh, no- so, nocturnal. So you can take animals. them out at night also. Mm-hmm. So according to what, but in reality, it, it doesn't matter. We didn't, but um, I was like, let's go. Like, let's go see if he's there. Because I, all of a sudden, everything started flooding in. Everything. I was like, okay, if there's an elk here, I was like, that explains why there's not mule deer. Mm-hmm. I was like, because elk become super aggressive during rut. And lo and behold, this is mid-October. This Elk's rut. rut goes on September and October. Yeah. And so... Um, I was like, this thing is running every everything out of the county. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, that's why there's not any bucks in that area. Because he's just running through there trying to find something and anything. And he's going to fight anything in this path. So I was like, that explains that. I said, that explains the calf tracks. I said that I don't know why. I, uh, well, I I know why because it's so unreal. So you were you were like that meme where there's that girl. She's looking and there's all those mathematical equations yeah. all around her. Yes. Everything was just falling into place. That's why I was up. That was that's why I was up at three in the morning all the way till like seven. I was just laying there and I was just like, choo, 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 like everything's just coming in and I was just like, no way. I'm like shaking my wife. I'm like, this is why. This is why. She's like, go to sleep. <laughs> but also, she was like, same thing. Her wheels are turning. And she's like, oh, my gosh. That's why I thought those were monster muley tracks. And I was like, they weren't. It was an elk. And so I just, I couldn't believe it. And so I was like, we've got to get him. I was like, we're going to load up the rifles, and we're going to find him. And we searched uh, Monday morning, and then just blew it off and then I got the bugle I have a Wilson whatever bugle I don't have the reeds for it oh gotcha uh, but I have one reed and so we went over there that evening I think that's when I was texting all about it or night bugles no, yeah that, you were texting us about night, it that night because you got him the next day after texting us okay so yeah so I was texting all that night about it and that's when I was going to tell you that next evening, because I knew you worked early in the morning, so that next evening I was like, you need to bring your bugle so that way we can just sit there and try. <laughs> right. But that just evening, try to that evening whenever I was texting all about it, I already tried my bugle and my reed wasn't really working, so it wasn't like a good bugle. It was like a... Like, it was, it was super <laughs> terrible. So I was like, I'm just going to scare him away because my reed was so old it was tethered. Oh, gotcha. Because we haven't used it since last September. Yep. And so... Um, keep them in the freezer. And I couldn't find my new reeds. And so I was upset. Which they keep them in the freezer? I said keep them, keep them in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. It'll help that's, them that's preserve. That's a good tip. Yeah. 
I'm not a milk hunter, so I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I wish I would but, um, but I also had a, a two spare reeds, and I lost them. Ever since the move from us moving for the fifth wheel to building our house to organizing everything, like, everything's just a million stuff has happened in a year or so. I just, I lost them, and I, I still can't find them. I searched everywhere. Uh, Monday, I was searching everywhere. And so, then we saw them that night. So, we drove over there that night, and we drove around a little bit, made a trip. It was like at 9 o'clock, driving, everything, didn't see anything. We saw some does out there, but they're skittish. So, I was like, he's here. I said, but where? <laughs> and so, and so, build the tension right off the bat. Yeah, it's, it's like ghost of the darkness. Like I'm like standing out there with my rifle, and I'm like, I know you're here. I was like, just come out wherever you are. Ghost of the darkness is about the the two lions. lions. The lions, yeah, the yeah. lions okay. that attack. Val Kilmer, good movie. And it's actually three lions, I think. Yeah, I think it's three. And it three of those two. No, two, two there towards the end, but they killed one right off the bat. Yeah, and then those two lions. Okay. Because they shot most of the one. movie, they're hunting the two, but at the beginning, they killed the one. Yeah, they okay. killed the one. Yeah, so there's and then, two. Man, after that, they're hunting the two because they think there's one, and he finally gets him, and everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, chicka chicka la, some boy, like however they talk. Yeah. And then, anyways, sorry. And then, then the other one shows up and kills the other guy, and then they get him. Which I do got to say, whenever you send me the picture, I immediately went to my box of hunting stuff. And like grabbed my bugle and all my elk stuff. Uh, like, well, blew I off, it, like blew off the dust. I was like, "We're back, baby." Don't know, you don't know what's gonna be out there. Cause yeah, like, you never cause know. Like, Cause like I thought it was honestly, I thought it was a goat or like a demon or something. I was like, "It's Satanus." <laughs> That's so why, he, that's he goes to his box and opens it, and there's a crook. <laughs> yeah, he blows it off. <laughs> all <laughs> reliable. Yeah, yeah. Satanus. That's Latin for Satan. <laughs> but anyways and so we we went back to the house and I'm just laying there this is all Monday night and so I'm just laying there I think I got maybe an hour of sleep and I'm just sitting there like I just I'm just trying to wrap my head like trying to figure out I'm like did he come from New Mexico is the rut going that good that he traveled this far that's pretty far and they will travel so depending on the season he could have made it here so what i've heard is that elk so deer they'll travel like maybe a 50 mile radius whitetails that's why all of a sudden they pop up out of nowhere if they pick up a hot doe or if they don't in their area they're gonna go find a hot doe and they'll travel I've heard the elk can travel 700 miles. Damn. I was going to say, just for night feeding alone, elk can travel up to 10 miles a night. Just for night feeding. But it had to have been just such luck and fate because oh, yeah. to miss every single road and to miss every single vehicle that could have hit it or well, so any predator that could have gotten you think about Unless he's been there. That's what I don't know. Well, so you think about, like I've talked about on the podcast before, can't talk about any other place but I could just say around Childress. There was a rancher that bought a bunch of elk and he was trying to do a high fence type thing. Mm. But he did not have his fence there yet. So all the just about all the elk that he bought ended up leaving. And that is that is a fact. The ranch right next to it is the one that my uncle Todd had that he was 
lease that they had a deer lease at that he was ranch that he was hunting at and he talked to that landowner and that is an actual thing that has happened Mm -hmm. then also all the wildfires that were happening in colorado within the last 10 years we had a bunch of wildfires so red river if you if you talk to a bunch of wildlife biologists which my mom is cousins with one he's talked about how bear black bear alone like there's supposed to be like quite a bit of black bear down here mm-hmm. that he's seen and he still sees. There's been a spotting one in Channing, yep. Texas. So a lot of stuff that if you think of like south, because some of those fires ended up making it to, you know, close to the New Mexico border. So Cimarron almost to Raton. Yep. So that alone is going to send them south. They're going to keep on running. They're going to disperse. Lo and behold... I, there are I, I'm almost guaranteed that there are actually elk like there's probably Around. a herd that we yeah. haven't even seen or that no one's seen that's just thriving but, out there somewhere but to show up at your feeder oh, yeah. yeah so like, so so blow yeah. the so yeah so I'm already like yeah, so back on the rail so so Monday night the wheels are turning and I'm like okay so I think we had there's another picture I need to show y'all I thought it was a badger the thing looks like a hog and then there's the owl that showed up. And then there was the actual badger that showed up. And then there's there's this <laughs> elk creature. So I'm like, man, I, there's what is what up with this feeder? Like, I can make a story about this corner right. of, like, everything showing up. I was like, it's insane. I don't understand what's going on. The supernatural Everything except for bucks. <laughs> right. But, uh, except for last year, I was freaking out because of the whitetail bucks that showed right. up. When, I, when everybody in the area is like, there's no whitetails around here. And, yes, there is. But, so, then I start thinking. I'm like... Could it be a red deer? I was like, because I don't know the two-tone deal, so we mm-hmm. and more discussed that. And so I was like, I don't know if that is or not. And then I sent a picture to my brother, and because he's like the red stag fanatic. He's always wanted to shoot red stags. And I, was, and I said, what do you think this is? And he was like, oh. he's like, I don't know. He said, it could be a red stag. I said, yeah, but look at this picture. I said, you can clearly tell, even though it's black and white, you can tell the two tone. Mm-hmm. I said, so it's got to be an elk. And he was like, it, yeah, you're right. He said, I'm not sure. So then that morning, the morning comes. And we didn't see another picture besides that one picture. And so I was like, he's long gone. So we dr- we make our rounds and we drive down there. And we're coming up to the feeder and we see a doe. And then we see another doe. And so I was like, okay. And so we sat there, waited. Sure, we got daylight. It was like 7.28. They say you can shoot 30 minutes before sunrise. Sunrise was 7.58. So it was like 7.28, 7.29, 7.30, somewhere around there. And I'm starting to look. I'm starting to glass, look around. I was like, there's nothing. He's like, I don't see him. I said, well, let's get back because my wife had to be at work like a little bit early before eight. So I said, let's get back. So we start driving up the road and I'm sitting there and I'm looking and I'm talking to my daughter about something and we're like, I don't know. And we're sitting there looking. I think she was talking about chicken nuggets or something. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I like turned up and I was like, I just like 
right there. I just like hit the brakes and there's like an old, there's like a line of equipment, farm equipment. There's like a, a, a grain trailer and there's like a cotton swather and then there's a plow. And behind that plow, there's a part of the field that has a terrace where the sprinkler tires go uh-huh. and they have that grass and then they have the next part wheat. And then that, that grass of weeds that's right there, he jumped out of. Oh shit. And he just, he jumped out of and he just runs straight for the neighbor's property. And I just hit the brakes and I stopped and I said, there he is. And he's running straight for the fence. And I jumped out and I ran up and leaned up and he just ran and he just stopped right at the fence and he just turned back and looked at me and I just went and just and he hit and he just stopped and he just turned and he just started like walking towards me a little bit and I'm just sitting there I'm like uh I was like shit what are you gonna do I was like did I I miss and he turned back and I look back and I just see my wife already like She's like the pronghorn. She's like, this this dude ain't getting away. She's just, I'm like, oh, shit, she's going to shoot. And right before she did, he just goes, it just and drops. just crashed into the dirt. And I was just, I just looked back at my wife and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we just got an elk. So we drove up to him. And uh, I was like, I think it's a red deer. Like, his whole thing, his whole hide was red all the way to the back. It was, like, dark red, and then it went to lighter red all the way across. So, I was like, I think it's a red deer. And then I started looking at his hooves. And I'm like, well, he's got hooves of an elk. The dude's, like, 300 pounds, maybe 400, 500. And then... um. And he is a spike. He looks just like a, an evil goat. Like, it just towers up. Yeah. And then his ass is all white, which yeah. is elk like or white. Red deer are red, almost yeah. like a mule deer. They have the nub tail. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, what is it? And so, still right now, I'm not sure. So, we load him up. We gut him. We skin but him. even if it is a, a, a red stag... Or a red deer. It's still exotic. It's still considered exotic. Red stag, red deer, uh, elk, exotic, same thing, treated as livestock, as long as the landowner gives you permission. And I do have permission. So, um, one thing I was wanted to ask, what did he smell like? Okay. So, as soon as we see him on that camera, uh, Monday night or whatever, he looked... Uh, clean. I showed y'all the pictures. Y'all saw him. Yeah. He just looked clean as hell. Okay, we walk up to him. The dude's covered knee high in mud, like Whoa. covered, and smells like death. The worst thing I've smelled. The worst thing that I've smelled. And of course, if you know elk, when they're in rut, they, they piss all over themselves. They stink. Like they they, they sit there. They're huge dongs. They start spraying themselves. Yep. Pee all over themselves. They start rolling in the mud, yep. and that's how they attract females. And I don't know in what world if humans did that, that'd be really mm-hmm. sick. 
Unless you're R. Kelly, no. <laughs> but honestly, like it, it was, it was terrible, and I, I could barely even gut him. Like I was like, holy smokes, like, this is foul. Like I've smelt mule deer at the peak of rut, and that's pretty dank, but I could still manage it. I mean, I kind of get that musk, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's like it's gonna make me go to rut. No, God, but, but that elk was, it was, it was, it was. See, it was terrible. That's what makes me think elk because because of his demeanor, how he's well, acting. Well, not only did he smell like piss and he stunk, and I mean elk. If you go to an elk spot, not even if elk are there, if there's an elk there that was rutting, like a whole fucking hundred yard radius, yeah. you can smell it. And, and deer, and deer won't even go near. And he found a wallow. Elks love wallows. They love to roll around the mud because it keeps them cool. So, in my mind, a lot of what you're talking about tells me elk. Yeah. And, yeah. Even the ass alone. Yeah. And so, the same thing. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, it's got to be an elk. Maybe he's just light-skinned because of the time of year or, like, the, the moisture we've had, what he's been eating. You know, all kinds of things can play in a factor of it. But, also... I was looking up red stag, red deer, the same way, and they have the same demeanor. They're ruts in oh. September, October, and they do the same thing. They'll piss all over themselves sometimes. Like, See, I don't know anything like, like that. Like so. in South Texas, they say the best time to now. shoot a red deer, no, oh. is in January, February, because they're already past rut, and... They're not disgusting, they're not nasty, and it's cooler weather. So their meat's going to be more cooler, not so many parasites. So they say the best time when they have all their hunts for red deer in South Texas is January, February. Because in September, October is their peak rut, and that's the same thing with elk. So they have the same demeanor. They're very, very, very close. Uh, Red deer and elk are very, very close. Um, But... It just matters on where they're from, where they're bred, and the color of their skin. But um, that's or color of their fur. But that that's why I still like wasn't sure. But anyways, so my brother, my brother-in-law, he took wildlife biology in, in uh, college. College, and so he was saying he goes, this is very rare to have a red deer or elk in this county he said you need to call it in he said I'll talk to one of my wildlife biologist friends so he calls him and then his wildlife biologist friend he said you need to get him tested either way he said we'll test to see if he is uh an elk or red deer which is that will be to be continued we'll we'll know here shortly because he tested them yesterday but he did say we need to get over there to test him for uh cwd for chronic wastings and i was like oh i never thought about that and which is last year i didn't have any of my deer but the year before I had my buck that I got uh, tested. And so 
I was like, yeah, I didn't think about that. Like his demeanor, how his attitude changes because chronic waste disease is technically brainstem related. Yeah. And so maybe he's just acting different. And so he could have it. So the biologist came out there and she gave me a whole spill on chronic waste disease. But anyways, so we can let everybody know future reference starting this year, the district has widened. So before it used to be North Amarillo, it was like I-40 was the like splitting point. North Amarillo towards New Mexico, that area was where they were really testing it, where it got bad. This year alone, starting out, it has gotten so bad that they raised the district to where it is almost to Lubbock and it is almost to Childress. So Headley, and then wherever your brother has permission, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But they said every deer, not only mule deer. It used to be mainly a mule deer. Now it's mule deer and whitetail needs to be needs to be tested tested for chronic waste disease. Now let's talk a little bit about chronic waste disease, where it supposedly originated from. I think is a long time ago. Um, they think that deer received it from sheep scabies. I think sheep had scabies and it supposedly created a mutant that jumped or what do they say when it latched onto it, yeah not latched onto but they also the the actual term is like adopt or adapt ad, i don't know what they say but anyways it it adopted this disease and it turned into uh, CWD and it supposedly creates Alzheimer's in deer like it'll make it'll just start giving them like a brain disease spine disease and it'll slowly start deteriorating as they're older and um, now does this affect the meat if you eat the meat anything that comes in contact with the spine so the back straps. So the back straps. The best part of the meat. The back straps the and the tenderloins. So what biologists really want you to be aware of is they don't know this disease yet. They don't know how it affects humans. It has not affected a human yet. Um, so that's just, why they want you to get it tested so they, want so you they get, can figure so it out. So they can figure it out and then prevent it for the future. They'll find roadkill. They'll find, so if you're in the general area, if you look up on Texas Parks and Wildlife and then other other states, they'll probably have it too. They usually have chronic waste disease stations to where you can get, go stop and get them tested. They'll take out the lymph node and then they'll take out, take out the stem that goes from connecting the spine to the brain and it branches out. They'll cut that out and they'll cut out one of the lymph nodes and they'll get them tested and uh, they're just trying to get a jump on it so it doesn't turn into like COVID where it spreads like wildfire and we don't have a cure for it. Exactly. And right now they're trying to find a cure for it because in case it does jump to humans, then um, then they'll be know. Treated. They'll try because right now who knows? It could either all of a sudden get us and we just start going down here hill and losing memory and we all of a sudden die or something or we all of a sudden pick up alzheimer's or nothing could happen at all to humans nobody really knows mm -hmm. but the biologist was telling me she said that they are literally 
testing, trying to test every animal possible. That's why they go around, they try to find roadkill. Or if not, if somebody shoots a deer or anything in the deer family, they want to get it tested because they want to get hold on it. It does take up to two weeks. What they'll do is they'll test it. They'll get you a card that has a number that you can scan on a barcode, or if not, they'll have the barcode number. And then you can, you can log in to Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and um, you can track it. And so then relatively it takes about two weeks and it'll let you know if it's positive or negative. Um, if it's negative, you can eat it. If it's positive, worst, worst case scenario, you can still, of course, if it's two weeks, you're already going to have it processed in the freezer oh, yeah. because you don't want to waste meat. Mm. That's why when we were talking about the podcast earlier, when we were like, well, um, we we like to hunt for meat mainly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And But then also we have to deal with chronic waste disease. And so it's like, so what are we supposed to do? We have our, our hands tied. Because we haven't been checking our deer for chronic yeah. waste disease. This is the first animal that I've heard that you had checked. Okay, so I've had mine checked a couple of them before. Mm -hmm. And they've all tested negative. And then also they said that it's very rare that it hasn't affected humans. So at this case, I'm like, you know what? The pioneers, who knows what they've had before. Yeah. So just let it be. You're going to eat meat to survive. And that's what you do is you hunt to live and you live to hunt. Yeah, and but so, their life expectancy was 50. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, that is true. But I'm going to live my life, all right? I got 20, I got 20 more I'm just, years. I'm just saying. So I got 20 more years, all right? I'm already losing my memory right now. I already have Alzheimer's shit. But, but anyways, so um, that's whenever she was like, well, uh, it it's very rare. And it you could possibly be the first case. But because as she was doing that, she yeah. was sitting there and she was, she had the elk head. She had my monster freaking uh, spike. <laughs> elk. <laughs> and so she sit there cutting into him. I'm like, I'm gonna get that thing stuffed. But she could actually stitch it to where and scalp it to where you can still get it stuffed. I'm not gonna get him stuffed. But I'm um, gonna not, dude. I would. I, know, right? I would, dude. That's awesome, and that's a good story, and that's like one of the rarest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a European mount because he'll look more like a goat, so it'll be a mystery to people. They'll be like, "What is that? A goat?" What is and I'll be like, "It's the devil." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "No, it's just a red stag or an elk. I don't know. Still, it's Satanus." But <laughs> that's what we're calling him. But um, that's why, as she was sitting there like cutting him, then I'm sitting there like cutting down the back shaft and she, and I was like so what's this chronic waste disease about and so she's telling me everything and she's like anyways like until we have it tested like do not eat she's like or I wouldn't even keep because usually she goes contact with anything that has chronic waste disease she goes like it, the spine area if you touch it at the fingertip or brain or anything like that and it spreads she goes bleach can't even kill it and she goes that's why we, that's why it's such a big deal she goes like bleach can't even kill it and so meanwhile, I'm like sitting there, like cutting the back strap, like touching his spine, licking my thumbs. I'm like, oh, this meat's so pure. And then I like look over there at her. She's telling me all this, and I'm like, uh, and I'm like holding this massive, like beautiful red back strap in my hands. And she's like, you can eat the quarters of it, but do not eat anything that touches the spine. And I was like, but this is the best part. And I'm like sitting there staring at her. And she's like, I wouldn't keep it. And I was like, well, I don't waste meat, so. I just I still saved it, so I still have the back straps packaged purely in my freezer. What's, what's crazy though is that that you might actually get kind of noticed too because you're the only person in, in 
county that's killed something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I was talking to the landowner, and he was like, well, back in 2011, on his land, and then it jumped to the neighbors, there was an elk. And so, the, it was during the drought. In 2011, we had that big drought. Well, it was 2010, we had the drought. 2011 comes after the drought, post-drought. And that elk come wandering up. And then those guys shot it after it jumped from the landowners. It jumped over to the neighbors, and they shot it. And it was an elk. And it was right there by the feed yard where huh. Abigail works. Wow. And so he was like, it, it, it comes around. And then there was a case last year or the year before I'm not sure. Somebody shot a red deer in Hereford, right outside Hereford. And so they're out there. It's just where are they coming from? Some people have told me that maybe a lot of these ranches in South Texas and a lot of these ranches like around the general area of Texas that, uh, they raise red deer. They'll bring them in because they're exotic. They'll bring them in. They'll raise them and they'll shoot them because supposedly, like, that meat of a red deer is pure red meat. Literally. I mean, this 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 animal was, like, red as can be, but also elk is, too. And elk is some of the best meat I've ever had in my life. Oh, they yeah. say red deer tastes like whitetail mixed with elk. And whitetail is, like, the purest of the pure deer. So you get elk mixed with that, yeah, it's gonna be good meat. And then if it's just, if it's a full on elk, well, that's also really good meat. Oh yeah. And um, either way, you got some good steaks. Hopefully yeah. they test positive. So <laughs> yeah, which is I made jerky and I was gonna have y'all try it, but I didn't know if y'all were gonna like freak out about chronic waste disease or not. But no, but they said the quarter the quarters is. I don't want to hunt again. No, 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 but they're, like, no, no, but they're even saying they're saying even if it tested neg or positive, that you, you can, can eat the quarters. You can still eat the quarters. It's just anything that touches the spine, which is everything you're gonna eat: the tenderloins, the back eat. straps, the neck. So this is the best part. And so I was <laughs> right. just like, "Well, that's your stew meat. Those are your steaks. Exactly. Yes, everything." And so, all the quarters are just jerky. And, like, all the steaks and stuff are on the spine. And yeah. I'm just like, fuck, dude. Um, but, uh, what was I talking about? So I was talking about her. And then why do they name it so scary? Chronic waste disease. That's fucking, that's just Because it's name. chronic. It, it, it spreads like wildfire in deer. And so it is a chronic disease. And so that's why it's a chronic it's, disease that wastes things. It wastes away their lives. Straight up wastes it, bro. They can get it as a fawn, <laughs> and they don't think anything of it. And they're like, "Oh, I'm living the best life. I'm living my best life." And then all of a sudden, two years later, they're like, "Oh, I, they're hurting. They can't remember. They're having short-term memory loss. They're all weak. They're starting to look ugly. Affects their antlers, and they got the chronic waste disease." <laughs> and so. I was like, how do we prevent it? And she said, don't shoot anything that looks weird. And I was like, those are the ones I like to shoot. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I don't know. I guess I'll find out in two weeks if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to eat a backstrap before then. But uh, last year, that's what I told her too. I said, last year, I said, I shot five deer. So, so even if you cook it, it's not like trichinosis where you can cook it and like it kills it. No. I guess not. I don't think so. Because it can spread through the meat. It hasn't spread through the meat yet, but she was saying that as so far right now, through the spine and mainly through the brain, if it if it comes in contact, then 
it could actually maybe affect, but they don't know yet because it hasn't affected human yet. Mm-hmm. But she's like, that's how it would regularly. Well, that's how mad cow disease it. starts, dude. That's how yeah. crazy started. That is exactly how mad cow disease. Exactly. Yeah. Chronic waste disease is very similar to mad cow disease. And that was a huge thing. Same thing with the hoof and mouth disease. Whenever that's why we're us opening that processing unit, we have to be so careful about all this stuff because hoof and mouth disease too. The same thing is where they have all those parasites and diseases on their hooves, and then somehow it goes into a process facility and it makes its way to the meat, and then that's where you get hoof and mouth disease. Mm-hmm. But um, the and how I forgot again last time. <laughs> Dang. Anyway, so. She was talking about how... Um, Don't be sure you're strange things like that. And you're like, those are my favorite things to do. Yeah, and... So, I probably will still eat them. But anyways, last year we shot five deer. And um, we didn't get any of them tested. Yeah, I even shot that doe. And yeah, that's including one of the five. And uh, we didn't get any of them tested. And that's what I was telling her too. And she's like, it's more of like a gamble. But... Uh, yeah, I've been, I've because been nobody knows how it affected. Like... I could have it in me right now because of a deer that I, I all of a sudden could have maybe came towards me. I don't know. I think we'll only know because... I mean, I like eating the brain. Until we get older. Because <laughs> if, if, if all of us, when we're like in our 60s and 70s, like we started getting like Alzheimer's. Like, we're like, oh, you know, it's chronic waste disease. I actually kind of had a weird theory that's going to get a little bit a little bit racial, but it's our race. So yeah, yeah. we're all right to talk about it. But have you noticed that there's a lot more... Dementia, Alzheimer's, with Mexican, Hispanic yeah. cultures. But one thing that we eat... His head. Barbacoa is the entire head. I eat it all the time. Cabeza <laughs> is the brain. And we love that shit on a corn tortilla. <laughs> so, it, I wonder if that actually plays effect into... I mean, hell, fucking cocoa... Yeah. Well, not only <laughs> the that, whole Alzheimer's thing. I mean, said, well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, even they made a movie about yeah. a Mexican getting Alzheimer's because it happens that fucking much. Yeah. But but not only that, but like you even said, where where did where did chronic waste disease develop from? You said it was sheep or goat. It was or, sheep yeah. scabies. Supposed sheep scabies. And we eat that. And Hispanic culture, Gina. they eat a lot of sheep. Dude, yeah. sheep has a lot of disease. Like mm-hmm. my brother-in-law hugged a sheep. Just hugged it to get it down because he raises sheep and he was hugging her to like strain her. Yeah. And he got ringworms galore. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be so careful with a lot of animals. Pigs and sheep are like the biggest things that you have yeah. to be careful with with, with diseases. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, a lot of us have gone too comfortable with it yeah. to where we look past it and we just carry on. And so a lot of us could be carrying diseases that we don't realize. Same thing with my dad. Like, since he was a kid, he's been hunting. He's been skinning deer. He's been cutting deer. Who knows how long this chronic waste disease has been going on. Exactly. And then my dad is suffering. Like, he doesn't want to admit it. Short-term memory loss. (laughs) Yeah. And it's to where one of those things where it's kind of scary. Like, could it be tied to this? Mm -hmm. Or could it be just something completely different? It could be genetics. It could be from family ties. Because all of our families have had Alzheimer's, yeah. but but see, like my you don't older know. Bro- my older brother, he's probably about your dad's age, and like he hasn't had any t- any symptoms of 
and he's been eating deer all his life. Yeah. Too. But it and also could be where he's hunting. Yeah. Because he used to... Because he it. hunts the part that it hasn't spread. Well, it's that's, been that's more just, than, that's just it's recently. It's been more than New Mexico. Oh, okay. That's that, that land that he has right now is just recently. But so before where, where, he, where he would get his deer was around like Booker, you know, Derrizette yeah. and fall that, around those areas. And so Chronic know. Waste Disease hasn't really been coming too big until I think it was like 2010 mm-hmm. is where it started really well, like that's unfolding. Just where they, when they found it. Yeah, when they found it. So who knows how long it's been around. Mm-hmm. And because of all the migrations going on, because they have the huge, like, mule deer migrations going on up north and everything else. But uh, everybody talks about it everywhere. And it's only going to get bigger, which is, we know, hands down right now, this year, in 2021, it has actually spread. It's doubled since last year. And they said like almost every one in like three have it that she had, and she's every day she's dealing with like one to three head a day that she's testing, mm. and she's saying like one in three head actually have it. Damn. But she was like, "Don't worry about as far as eating your hinds, your hind, your, your front legs, and your back legs. Nothing touching the spine." And I was like, well, everything that I eat is touching the spine. Mm-hmm. And so, if it does actually affect humans, and if it is in one in three, and last year I ate five different deer from it, it's yeah. one of those deals that it's maybe a hit and miss. Or maybe it doesn't affect humans. But it's still something oh, to no. consider. Because you forgot your spot and where you were talking how many times? In yeah. This one episode? It's, <laughs> it's affecting me! <laughs> or it could be like the seven beers that I've had. <laughs> Maybe. But honestly, um, it is something to consider. Seven beers are five It's something beers. to take serious to an extent. Same thing like we were talking about with COVID. Mm-hmm. We, we should possibly take it serious in case something does happen because we don't know what it is we don't know enough about it so if we have that opportunity to take precaution we might as well so that's what i told my wife i said we won't eat the back strap for two weeks i said i'll follow that that link i'll follow that card and make sure i said but i'm gonna guarantee you i'm gonna try it and so that's why that night i made jerky and then i forgot it it is pretty tasty. It tastes like elk. And so that's why I was like, it's an elk. <laughs> it does taste like elk. But, um, yeah, so we dropped that spike, and I can't believe it. But my wife was saying maybe it broke the curse because last year I didn't Your get anything. Your dry spell? Yeah, my dry spell. And so now my very first animal is a freaking elk. And a first. Snack. Either so if it's a it's red a deer or it's an elk, it's either way, it's a first for you. Yeah, it's so, a first so for me. What do we do now? Do we uh, do we test every deer that we get? Yes. So, I have the number to. I believe his name is James, but it doesn't matter. If not, it's this lady's name. Mm. Um, she said she goes call, and which I don't have that card. I was going to show her that card too. It's another thing I forgot. But um, especially she, with the jerky. Yeah, it's back over there with the jerky. I supposed to share. But she said to call, and she said, even if y'all see a dead deer on the side of the road, she said, call. She goes, because they are literally trying to get a hold on this and trying to figure out, because it has spread so bad. 
So anything, so I want you to pass that along to your brother too. Just tell him, say, hey, have you looked at the district? You can look up on Texas Parks and Wildlife, and you can look up the CWD uh, or Chronic Waste Disease. Yeah. So you can look up the CWD map, and it'll let you know which counties that you have to go get stationed because they know for a fact that the majority of them may have it, and it's like a crescent shape. So it, let's say if this. There's a square that's the that's the panhandle. It starts like right down there. I think it's like maybe Muleshoe or something, and it it makes a crescent from the southwest, and then it goes like straight to like the west side of the panhandle, and then it goes wraps around to the northwest, and so that's like what it is. It used to be just the top, like northwest of the panhandle. And now it's like the whole west side of the panhandle, basically, is where... And it's whitetail, too. So a lot of people think of chronic waste disease, they say, well, it's mule deer that is spreading through. It's whitetail now. It's mule deer. It's anything in the deer family is what we have to be careful about. So we have to go get everything tested. So So any deer that we drop in the panhandle... We need to get it tested, which is all we got to do is call that number and they'll either come out and meet us or if not, we can meet them with the head and then they'll, if there's a, a station in Canyon and there's a place in the MLO. So that's, just so what all do you, so let's say that you're out on a hunt, you're way out in the middle of nowhere, you gut it and everything, is it better just to grab the whole carcass, throw it in there and then take it to the person or... Like, cut the neck, take the neck and the head nope. to the person? you don't take anything. So Okay. So, it's your animal, so it's your right to do what you want to do with it. So, first you tag it. We all know you tag it. You harvested it. And if you're going to cape it out, because it's a big buck, so you cape it all out, and then you call them, and you say, hey, I shot this animal. It's a white-tailed buck, blah, blah, blah. I shot it in this county. And they're like, okay, well, can you bring it to me? Or if not, I'll meet you out there. Either or, let's say they say bring it to you. You just take the whole thing to them. It'll take them 20 minutes. And they're just going to cut. They'll make a slit right behind, like, your pocket of your skull going to the back. Right there where your lip nodes are. If you tell them, you say, I'm going to get them stuffed. Then they'll have the respect enough to say, okay, then we'll, we'll take precaution. So they'll make a tiny slit. It's going to be harder for them, but that's your animal that you just harvest. That's your trophy. Yeah. So don't mess it up. Yeah, they'll screw it up. And so they'll cut out and they'll take precaution. If it's something that's like, oh, I'm just going to get them European mounted. They're going to split that dude from the top skull <laughs> to the back, rip it open, and pull out what they have to pull out. They're going to pull out the diskette out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're going to take everything out. But no, I'm just asking because, I mean... It's good to have that information. Yes. In case anyone's listening and any of that stuff. So you heard it here, folks. Heard, heard it here first. Pan Am Portland, you don't have to get tested for COVID, but let's test for CWD. Yeah. Yes. Right? Test for CWD. <laughs> and then we got to start making sure that these deers are wearing masks. Because six foot. That, that stuff's yeah. going to spread. 
Let's get spread like wild. As long as they're touching yeah, each other's so, spines, so, we'll be all right. So if you yeah, look it up, as long as, area, as long as they're not bumping spines, they'll be okay. Bumping spines. So if you look it up and you're in the area and you, you hunt those deer, be. maybe just call. I'm sure there's a number on the wildlife. Uh, yeah, there is. Parks and Wildlife Recreation Place online. You can just look up the number and call, and then you can have it tested. Or just look up. And they don't just... charge anything for the testing. No. Right? No. No. No? Okay, so then. No, yeah. it's all free. Yeah. Because um, they're trying to find it for their. Research. Yeah. Uh, research. And so Texas uh, Parks and Wildlife Biologists, they, they eat this stuff up. So. And they'll be excited if you call them because they're trying to find every case possible that they can get their hands on. Almost every animal. If they can find every mule deer that's in the Texas Panhandle and they can get a hold of them and test it, that would be, like, their goal. And so that's exactly what they're trying to do and whitetails now. And it also benefits us because if they are able to come up with something that can fight that, then it'll help us. It goes back to the word that I bring up in almost every podcast Hunt? <laughs> conservationists we exactly. are conservationists yes. this helps us so much to be able to you know it sucks yeah you may lose the tenderloins you may lose the back strap you may lose your neck meat yes but are you going to suffer side effects are you possibly going to give it to somebody without you know none of that knowing yeah. and personally in my opinion that's way better to just give up some back straps off of one animal than to possibly infect you and your family. Yeah, my We're all about filling the freezer, not infecting the freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, I'm about... I live for the back straps. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat the back strap. So you're willing to risk? I'll risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> because back straps are life. <laughs> Especially on elk. Everybody, everybody lives to hunt. I live to backstrap. I may gamble it with and, your elk. And tender the loins. Man, I love Only the on loins. Panhandle Portlands do you get a story like this. Oh, I know. It's it's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. And it, it it's all crazy. Like, just, just recently what just happened and learning all this stuff just off of shooting an elk deer or whatever, a red elk, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> red elk and elk deer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I learned Which, so many. So did much they stuff. say that it may be a cross? Uh, that's another thing. Is that okay? So one biologist said majority thinks it's an elk because of everything that's factored into it. He said All the and, evidence, and he said elk have light skin. He said elk can have that red skin. And so another one, she was like, if it is exotic, she said I would point towards a red deer. She goes, maybe it was somebody that a landowner that had a bad genetics down south and they didn't want it anymore so they just released it they said go on it's, yeah, it's just, just gonna be a bad spike so they just released it makes a lot of sense because he was yeah. he was just gonna be a spike and so that's what she's like maybe it was just a spike that was just you know bad genetics and so they released it and he just made his way because he was rutting hard so i know for a fact the ruts what brought him wherever he brought him he may have been going after mealy does who knows he didn't care what was in his way. Yeah. He was long, strong, and ready to do what he needed to do. <laughs> do what's wrong. Yeah. And do <laughs> Sorry, what's wrong. I, I was long, trying to think of the rhyme. He was long, strong, and ready to do what's wrong. But he was pissing all over himself. It was very disgusting. And he was up neck deep in mud piss. It was sick. 
and we either way, that's cool as hell. If your first elk is a Texas elk, I mean, either way, I've, I mean, there's an old man that I worked with. That my first elk was like erect. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> no, there's an old man that I worked with over in Colorado that he had like one of the best mentality for elk that I wish a lot of people did, where he was like. If you go and you look at my, if you go to my shop and you look at all the elk that I, that I've killed over the years, cause you know, born and raised in Colorado and living in a awesome area where there was elk, he's like, a lot of them are spike. And he's like, because no matter what, any elk you kill is a trophy. Killing an elk is a trophy. And that was the mentality that he had on it. Hmm. And honestly, I, I love that mentality. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, like, hell yes. Killing elk is so hard. Getting one, fucking a, that's awesome. That's yeah. and especially to get one in Texas, on your hunting land, like I know that's what happened. Like after it happened, and we we're sitting there, I was just, I was just like, I was just trying to get him. And then if it's a red deer, yeah, people look up the prices for red deer hunts in Texas, and then he'll be like, yeah. oh god, he's so lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I was I was just sitting there processing him, packaging him, and Abigail's like, "You just haven't really been like pumped." She's like, "Like you literally like I was pumped like right when I shot him, but then after that, like I was just trying to get him loaded." He's like five hundred pounds. We can't even get him loaded. We had to like ratchet strap him in the truck. I had a bear hug, an elk or red deer, red elk covered in piss. I had a bear hug this thing that is just putrid, just disgusting, and I can't pick him up. I'm already like the meat's gonna be garbage. Like I was like I don't I don't know because of the way he smells. And it was a double lung shot, so I already knew we saved the heart too. But um, so I already knew that he he wasn't he wasn't gonna have nasty gut smell. But I was like, I'd almost take that over <laughs> the sick, disgusting smell that he smells. And then we processed him. And then, which is, I went back to work. I skinned, gutted him, skinned him, went to work. And then I was at work at by like 8.30. So I was already like record time. I was like, as fast as I could because we had a bunch of stuff we had to do. Went home at lunch, started uh, processing him. I didn't make it back to work till 2 so I took an hour extra lunch, got them all processed. And then it was like that evening after I got off work. And then Abigail's like, are you excited yet? And I was like, I shot a fucking elk. Like, I was like, <laughs> in, in Texas, like the Texas panhandle. And I was like, I just, and that's where it just hit me. I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, I can't believe it. And then my dad called me like during that lunch. He's like, you're going to be the talk of the town. And that's yeah. where it started, like, clicking in me. I'm like, like, holy smokes. Like, I literally yep. just shot this animal that nobody knows about. Yeah. Like, even the landowner, he was like, dude, congrats. That's awesome. He's like, that is insane. And I was just like, that is insane. Like, yeah. holy smokes. And, but it just, it wouldn't click to me because I was just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> because... I mean, I processed that cow, and then I processed this thing, and I shouldn't be that tired because usually this year round, I'm like thirsty to cut something up. But I cut two antelope, cut a cow, or cut a steer, 
cut this thing and by that and that's what about that's what my life's about to be about is nothing but butchering i'm about to be a butcher so i was just sitting there just like oh i don't know if i want to pursue this (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't matter because the second somebody else shoots something i'm gonna be like yes like you get something whether or not it's over there or not and your brother wants to help you that's cool whatever i expect you to bring them to me and we'll process the whole thing and then use you something, we'll process the whole thing. Because that's what I love doing. I, I really do love it. You, it say, you know of, that if it was a weekend it, and you called us and you told us that you shot an elk, we would have been over there to help oh you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that morning, I was like, if neither one of them But I was working. at work whenever I saw the picture. Yeah, of, I was. Uh, and you were too. And I yeah, like, I was headed over to Tulia like, whenever dude. I got the text. Yep. Because we would have helped. It would have been nasty, but we would have <laughs> We had actually, we were in the area whenever you made the shot. Because how long after, what, whenever you took the picture and you sent the picture? Because whenever I got the picture, we were just about to hit that curve. So I shot um, so, for so that it was fork right, for Canyon. It was right at daylight. It was like 728 or 30. It was like 7.30. When we were down there and I was glassing and I can barely make stuff out but it was daylight enough and it was legal shooting time and we didn't see anything it was literally like three minutes after that because we turned and we started driving back up the road and then boom he jumps out and so it was like 7 35 and i boom dropped him we ran up there took pictures riley's like yeah she's all pumped and she had to get her bb gun and shoot him like twice she was like, I want to shoot him. And I said, all right. So she jumps in the truck, grabs her BB gun. She sits down, puts her boots on it, cocks it. And she's all, like, shoot him. I was like, don't bruise the meat. <laughs> she shot him twice. And I was like, you got him. And she's like, yeah, I got him. I was like, no, you didn't. I got him. <laughs> he pushed her down, yeah. took her gun away. I'm like, I got him. And uh, it was, so we took some pictures, loaded him. It took forever to load the thing, but it felt like forever. It was probably like 10 or 15 minutes, but still, it was like, it should be like a load them, go, but uh, it's like, no, wrap a ratchet strap, wrap a ratchet go, and then I had to hug his body, throw him in the truck. I'm like trying to call Donnie. Donnie's like intoxicated or something. He had a hard night. He was all drunk. So I couldn't even talk to him or help, get any help at all. Alan was probably still asleep. It's like 7.45 by this time. <laughs> and then I sent you all those pictures. Yeah. So whenever I got the picture, I'm pretty sure I wasn't even like outside. Of, I think it was like, like 7.40 or 7.45. It may have been, no, it may have been almost 8 o'clock. Yeah, I think it was almost around 8 o'clock when I sent y'all the pictures. But either way, we, I was still pretty close by. Yeah. Because I even told... I should have just remember, busted. Well, like, called call my dad, but I'm going. No, he was with me. He was in the oh. passenger seat. And I remember whenever we left the shop, I showed him the pictures of that you had sent us. And uh, he was like, yeah, I got those same pictures. So I was like, well, I'm just letting you know. I was like, Sazen calls me. Like, we're taking a detour. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm... I'm fine with that. He was like, the like, yeah. take a detour. <laughs> you never told us. I said, if he calls me, we're taking a okay, detour. Okay, so was this the day before? This was the day of. Because literally, dry, I was like, because you told us that you were going to try that morning. Yeah. In the group text. But then I got him, so how come you didn't turn around? Because you didn't ask. 
I said if he calls me, we were oh, making a detour. But I text you a picture. Okay, but so you, you did. You didn't you say. Look at you my didn't dad. say, dude. I need help. All I know is that you and Rilo were in the picture, and somebody. I wasn't sure if that was Donnie. I'm not sure if that was Alan. I don't know who that was that was with you that took the other picture because the only one that you sent that us. That was the selfie. I went like this. No, the one with you and Rila. Oh, that was Abigail. Yeah, so uh, that's why I was saying. I wasn't oh. sure who was with you. You didn't say. Oh. Communication. Communication. That's that point where you text my dad, or you look at my dad and you're like, he just texted me and said, get over here. <laughs> so then y'all turn around and come over here. And next time I look. And then all of a sudden y'all pull up and be like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I give it away. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all doing here? But anyway, so yeah, it was... So that's how the hunting season is starting. It's not Abigail shooting an edible. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm ready to get 2021 started because it's only getting started. Because now that we got rid of this elk or elk deer, red red elk, um, these bucks are going to start showing up. They've got to. They have to. And we're going to start picking them off. Rifle's about to show up. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have success over there, and then me and Chase will still keep trying archery, but if he wants to go ahead and grab the rifle, uh, I mean, hopefully these mealies show up. Shoot another white hopefully by the time it's... I was going to say, I'm hunting with both, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to and my fucking 243 strapped up the back. <laughs> hopefully by the time that rifle shows up with mule deer, that we'll have a bunch of them over there like we did last year. Mm-hmm. And we just start taking them out. Oh, hell but, but I think that's probably about it for this episode. It's probably running a little long, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This one's an hour. Over an yeah. hour. So, uh, yeah. Don't forget to go on to Facebook. Go see the pictures of it. And uh, we'll be posting stuff on there. And, yeah. I guess we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. So, y'all take care. Bye.